want to learn how to become a millionaire? Are you committed to having financial freedom? To learn the secrets to building and managing a million dollar business, whatever it takes? Because today the opportunities are greater than ever to achieve your goals. Welcome to How to Be a Millionaire. In this show, we are on a mission to educate and empower a thousand new millionaires over the next 10 years through our nonprofit foundation at millionairestraining.org and through our fast track implementation programs at millionairesacademy.com. I'm your host, Sydney O'Sullivan. Some call me the Millionaire's Mentor because I've been building million dollar businesses for over 20 years. And in this show, I interview other millionaires in my network and get them sharing their best advice to create your big vision, discover your life purpose and legacy, build your dream team, develop a millionaire mindset, scale your business, invest for success, and manage and share your wealth and prosperity over the long term. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, it's Sydney O'Sullivan, and my guest today is Johan Nagera. Welcome, Johan. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Oh, this is so exciting for us because we're good friends and we've uh, been working together for a few years on different projects, just little things. But I am nowhere as uh, big a hotshot as Johan. I'll tell you a little bit about him. He spent his entire career solving problems and fixing businesses. He discovered the power of systemization and leverage in his early 20s, where he built his first e-commerce business. And he's going to tell us a bit about that. The knowledge he gained allowed him to grow not only his business, but his client's business as well. One of his latest businesses has reached a valuation of eight figures in just two and a half years. And he significantly increased the bottom lines of over a thousand clients in more than 40 industries worldwide. He does this with a focus on technology and utilizing the systems he's built over the last two decades. His uncanny ability is to increase business profit, wealth, and success. He looks for hidden advantages, overlooked opportunities, and undervalued possibilities which has actually gotten him the respect of a lot of other leaders. He's on, uh, you're in the Directors Association, which is where you get a lot of your business too, right? So he strategically aligns himself with leaders in business and looks for, I guess, best of breed. So what do you attribute your success to personally? Sure, um, leverage and systemization. So that's a skill that I learned in my early twenties. And that started with eBay. Um, you know, I was doing my PhD at the University of Melbourne, and I tell the story that the moment that changed my life was it was 11 p.m. on a Friday night. <clears throat> my supervisor had come in and he said, wow, you've been here since six in the morning. Keep going. In 10 years, you'll be at my level. I said, wow, that's amazing. I can't wait to. Now, this guy travels the world, writes books, you know, speaks in front of audiences. It's everything that I wanted to do and be and create an impact in the world. And I asked him, how much money do you make? And the answer that he gave me did not allow me to sleep for the next three days. I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to live the life that I want and have the impact that I want with that salary. And so I started looking for different ways to make money online. Now, back in the day, we're talking 2004 at this stage, back in the day, people would go to Google and type in make money online. I don't know if you ever did that, but I, I did that and I had a whole heap of friends who did that and I stumbled across eBay and it went into leverage, you know, I built this little eBay business and it was making more money than the, my boss in six months. 
Like, it was ridiculous, Dan. And, and people thought I was a drug dealer at this point because I would be shouting everybody. I'd be walking around with this bag and, you know, this bag had was filled with about 200 grand worth of diamonds. This all goes into my e-commerce story. And, you know, if we have time, we can go into all those things. But I learned that systemization of a business, it was making money while I was sleeping. I could leverage the platforms, the tools that we have now. Now, eBay was really popular back then it still is but right now what's in favor is amazon everybody wants to jump on amazon exact same principles you know you find a product you get it on amazon amazon selling it for you you just have to make sure that you can keep up with the inventory and the demand and the promotions that they're doing so very it's very easy in this day and age to make money so determining how much money you need to make and why you need to make that money allows you to build a lifestyle build a business that you want what you say is the most important thing that you you do when you start working with your clients or when you're looking at, at growing a business or a new app yourself is it about the bigger game do you get started with strategy um where do you start yeah it's always we always start with the end game in mind what is the big vision because once you have that vision and you tell people this is where we want to go i'll give you an example we've spent the last 10 months building a device that can identify COVID in the air it sits near, near any few air conditioning or anywhere where there's airflow. And within a few minutes, it'll identify if somebody's walked into the room, if there's COVID in the room, if that person has COVID. And so this is what we wanted um, you know, to create. And now we've created it. And we've said, hey, this is what we created. And now we have some of the biggest chains in hotel chains coming to us saying, we want this technology. We want this right now. And so that vision of what we wanted and why we wanted it, because um, I'm not going to go into the whole story, but these guys, they needed to get their economies back, back in, on track. They want to get their business going. So they see the vision. They understand how it will work for them. And they go, yes, I want in. Now, that's for the, from the end user point of view. Our team, they know that what we do all day, every day, we're changing people's lives. We're changing the trajectory of their livelihood. You know, um, one of my businesses, we started because two of my friends, they unfortunately took their lives because business was very stressful. And so we said, we want to be able to show people how to build, grow and scale companies predictably. And so from that, we show our community exactly how to do that. And so now... One little conversation, one little one hour listening to this, hopefully, you know, by the end of this um, podcast, people are going to understand exactly how to build, grow and scale the company. And that one little information that they're going to get is going to change their trajectory and allow them to achieve what they want to achieve in life. So knowing what you know now, if you were starting over or you had to a transition right now, what would you advise people to do to build a seven figure business? So one of my businesses, it's a digital agency. I built it 10 years ago my business acumen was very, very little because I was just, you know, just maturing um, in business. And so what happened was now 10 years later, I said, what would I do? It's like going, you know, if I could go back to year 12 or to university, what would I do now? I would kill it. I'd get 99.9% because we know how the system works. It's not about IQ. It's we know what they want. Yeah. So same thing in business. We know what they want. So if I had to rebuild a digital agency from scratch, what will we do? And so I bought a digital agency last October. And the first digital agency, it's like going to a Chinese restaurant. You open up the menu and there's 100 items on there. It's high volume, low profit, but it employs a lot of people. Now, the second digital agency, what it is, is it only provides four products. So it was very niche. 
it, it only works on the, we only work with people who have a high return on their investment. So if they're giving us five grand, we need to make sure that they're making 50 grand back. High return on their investment. Plus we need to make sure our team has a lot of fun doing it. Therefore that improves the company culture because everybody loves coming to work and loves working on these projects. And by them seeing the results of what they're getting for the client and the client calling them up and giving them these raving reviews of the, what's getting achieved, the clients are very happy. <clears throat> So your question was, what would I do if I had to start all over again? It's, it's exactly that. It would be niche down. It would be focused on only the best clients, like the people who we value the most, who value us. Like we've all been in business for so long. You, we know the 80-20 rule. 80% 80 of your income comes from 20% of your clients. So once we identified exactly who those types of clients were, we only focused on them. All the other 80% of the clients create only 20% of our income. We don't want them anymore because we know that whether you get a $5,000 client or a $10,000 client or a $50,000 client, it pretty much takes the same amount of energy and effort to service all of them. So might as well focus on the ones that appreciate you, value you, pay you on time. So that's one of the key things that I would do if I was rebuilding from scratch. Um, focus on those ideal clients and create an irresistible offer. So this is a key. Most business owners, they don't have an irresistible offer. So um, when you focus and you create that irresistible offer, your, your um, offer becomes, well, <laughs> irresistible. People have to buy it because of the value that they see in it and what it's going to do for their lives. So once you've created this ir irresistible offer, you can market it to those ideal clients, and then you just have sales coming through the door all day long, and you already have a process to deliver that. So yeah, that's a little bit of an insight into what I would do if I had to start again. That is actually really great. Thank you. Great advice, right? So if you have limited resources, like if you, you know, like if you can reduce your overheads by having a few staff, better staff, you know, the best staff who get to work with the best clients, then you would identify who are those really premium, those blue chip clients, right? And so what would be your advice to people? I mean, you talked about irresistible offer and you talked about that 20%, focusing on those 20% of most profitable, best referral clients. You know, that's the thing when you work with really great people, not only do they have a team, are they used to success? Do they understand the, you, your value? They understand the value of investing to have the best. They also um, usually will refer you on to other people like them, right? So. Um, so how do people find those? How do you, how do you in your own, in, this is one of the things I find a lot of people struggle with is we all want the best clients, but people struggle with knowing how to attract them and how to create that irresistible offer that, that oh. will magnetize them. Awesome. So finding your ideal clients, think about the people who you've worked with, who you love working with, the people who pay you on time. That's number one. The people who call you up and just praise you and say, wow, you really changed my life. Those are, those are the most amazing people. The people whose phone calls you love to pick up. And then there's people whose phone calls you don't like to pick up. Those are the people who you don't want to work with, right? So write down a list, attributes, all the key, you know, <clears throat> what are they? The demographics, the psychographics of your ideal client. Make up an avatar for this person. Give it a name. Call it Susan. This is Susan. This is Jake. You know, and Jake likes to do blah, blah, blah. And Jake likes driving blah, 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 blah. Jake loves living here. Jake loves going to the beach. Jake loves going to on holiday with his family or might, Jake might not have a family, right? All those impact the way you communicate with Jake. 
And so once you have this avatar, then you've got to create the irresistible offer for that person, Jake, Susan, whoever you want to create it for. But now, once you have that offer, guess what? You need to attract these people. How are you going to attract them is with your brand. Now, your brand is much more than just your logo and just some colors. You need to make sure that when they look at it, they go, I get it. I understand. Because we live in a uh, we live in a day and age where people's attention spans are about three seconds now. They have to look at it, they have to get it, and if they don't get it, guess what? They're moving on. Why? Because our brains are wired to survive and thrive. So the more there's so much information coming into your brain all day, every day, your brain is just making one decision: Is this going to help me survive or thrive? If yes, let's pursue it. If no, move on, shut it down. So that's where you know you've got people who write these big long headlines, and you read it, and you're like, I don't know what that means. And so you won't even open that email. Email deliverability goes down. If it's something as simple or something that piques their curiosity, they're going to click and open it. And again, now in that email or whatever it is, or the branding, the website, the message, you need to make sure that you get the point across about how you're going to help them. Remember, nobody actually cares about you. <laughs> and that is the greatest thing that ever existed because nobody cares. They're so busy thinking about themselves, thinking about everything to do that's going on in their life they don't care about you they just care about how can you help me which is fantastic because when your message is all about this is how i can help you and this is what i'm going to help you achieve and this is why you need me on your team your your offer becomes irresistible they go wow i do need that person so creating a brand is pretty much step three of how what we do phase three once you have that brand then you need to make sure that that's reflected across all of your collateral your website your brochures your any material any marketing material that goes out to your ideal clients now let's talk about advertising you know literally in this day and age you can attract anyone or you can get access to anyone who's your ideal client you can market directly to them you can go to the platforms why is facebook so successful in its advertising platform is because they made it really simple so i can go in there and i can say i'm looking for jake well you don't write in jake you say jake is a 35 to 50 year old ceo who works with this industry who makes this much amount of money who drives this car who lives in this region like literally facebook will do what it needs to do and find that person for you it'll find you all your jakes and if you already have a list of your ideal clients you can upload that into facebook and it'll go find the lookalike of exactly that person so that's the advertising. Now, how did I use the book to open up doors? I, we target specific industries and specific CEOs. So guess what? They get a book from me going, hey, I've, and a letter saying, hey, I've looked at your company and I see that you're doing amazing things. I've written, you know, a couple of pages in this book, just open it up to page number blah. And there's a section which applies directly to your company. Please, I'd love to see if we can implement or if you can implement it into your company because I know that it's going to get your results. What does that do? It gets them to know me. It gets them to like me by the time they've read the chapter and it gets them to trust me because they can see logically and emotionally that I know what I'm talking about. And so when I call them up and say, hey, this is Johan, did you get my book? They're like, hell yeah, I loved it. Or, oh, I I've got it, but I haven't had a chance to read it. That's cool. Let me tell you about it. And so it opens up so many doors. So having that book has opened up doors into companies that we would never have gotten access to. And the best thing is people call me up and they go, hey, so-and-so passed your book to me. I love the chapter. Can we have a conversation? Now, as we said, like-minded people hang around with like-minded people. We're targeting CEOs who are making 10 million plus or their companies are doing 10 million plus. And so they keep passing around that book. 
now that book is the best business card that there could ever be because it's it's all it no one's ever going to throw it away no one just sticks it in the drawer they pass it around and they go you need to read this book you need to connect with this guy you know it's so incredible so i'm so I, blessed I, I, you're welcome and so i created a little business card book and what i find is that it costs me about the same if i print it in bulk it costs me about the same as printing a a flyer you know like a, a brochure a shiny brochure but you know what happens if you go to i get asked to back when we used to have lots of live events i do lots of summits now but when i was doing live events i get, get asked to come and speak at other people's meetups and at their events and i would take those one page brochures with me that would cost me almost as much as printing a book right and you know people would just throw them straight in the trash within a, within a few days if not immediately whereas they don't they hang on to the book forever right what are your what's your overall advice about about brand because that i see so many people getting this wrong and you would too so people need to understand that there's actually three brands there's your personal brand which is always everything that you do it's actually your personal brand then there's your company brand which is hey this is what the company is doing this is what we're working on and there's your product brand so all your different products have a different brand and so when you understand that there's these three brands, but then you need to build an ecosystem that can cater to all your brands, plus all the people who are partnered around you, plus all the different aspirations that you have for your brand. So we're talking about, you know, we're talking about speakers who want to get, you know, $10,000 gigs, $20,000 gigs. And I, I belong to a couple of associations who do pay $100,000 for a speaker to come on and, and, you know, liven up the crowd of 800 CEOs and things like that. So those things do exist, but how do you Even get to more that? than that? Like if you're a celebrity, you know, you'll, you, you can get anywhere from quarter of a million to half a million to a million dollars a gig. Yep. Yep. 100%. So. Mm -hmm. People, you know, we're just a Google way now. My name, you look at my name, you, people Google me before they want to interact with me because they want to learn about me. And with all the interviews and all the collateral that's out there on the internet, people get to know me before they, if, before they actually speak to me. You know? And that's the same with everybody. If you're, if you're a speaker and people are Googling you, they're looking you up in YouTube, they're looking to see the reviews that people have left you. They want to see what types of audiences that you've spoken to, the, the content that you, that, you, you know, that you deal with. And so your SEO, search engine optimization, is really key because you need to understand, hey, people are going to do this. They're going to search for me on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Google. What image am I portraying on these platforms? And am I optimized so that I can actually deliver the exact message and show them, hey, look, this is who I am, this is my brand, so that they can engage with me? And how do you get them into your ecosystem? What lead system mechanisms do you have? So if you come to my Facebook or LinkedIn, can they click a link, go somewhere to download a report, download a first chapter, download a recording, download a presentation, something? which then gets them into your ecosystem. Once they're in your ecosystem, then you can take them down a pathway of automated marketing, which is if done right, and done right is the key there. If you do it right, it'll actually convert for you so much. But if you do it wrong, it's actually gonna make your brand look bad because you don't wanna look like one of those people that are just spamming all day long with all these different offers with, you know, where things are not, I've, I've jumped on somebody's list, for example, and it was on how to write a book back in the day. And I started getting offers for, you know, just 
random stuff like, hey, go to Amazon and buy this. And hey, we'll do your Google ads for you. And this and that. I was like, well, I just want to learn how to write a book. And so give me that information up first. And then you can tell me about all the other stuff. Whereas, and so back to the automated marketing, you come into my ecosystem and then it says, okay, you know, do you want to watch a video? Do you want to read an article? Do you want to listen to an audio or podcast? And depending on which one they click, it actually shows me how they like to consume data. If they click on, I want to watch a video, guess what? They're going to get all, everything in video format. If they like to listen, they're going to get a, you know, hey, here's episode one, episode two, episode three. So those are the sorts of things you need to create, create your ecosystem to take them on a pathway so that they can consume the data the way they want. So right now, there's never been a time like this before on advertising. The reason being most because of the pandemic, you know, most of people have exited, <laughs> exited the platforms because they can't advertise or they've stopped advertising. And so the leads are so cheap right now, plus demand is really high. A lot of people are spending a lot of time on their phones, on their mobile devices, or in front of their computer because they're at home. And so because of that, there's a huge supply of people and so you can put your ads in front of them at a greater rate than there was before so before people would spend one hour maybe an hour and a half on social media now it's gone up to three to four hours a day which is ridiculous and you you know how big the platforms are so you can get leads really really cheap once they come into your ecosystem then you can give them the different experiences so we map out the client journey from start from the start from when they first need to get to get into our ecosystem we need to build the no like trust and then we need to become that person who's their guide through their journey now when people come into our ecosystem we've actually mapped it out that they will spend approximately about a hundred thousand dollars with us in a year now that might sound scary because some people go oh my god i don't have a hundred thousand dollars but if we build you a system that's turning over and making you a million dollars you're very happy to spend $100,000. Does that make sense? And so we make sure that every client that we get, we have an ROI for them, a goal that we have to meet with them. And we also put skin in the game. And so we say, this is how we're going to do it. So the point of telling you that is if you mimic that, if you build your client journey, if you identify the client, how much they're going to spend with you, now you know how much you can spend to acquire the client. Because if I know that Jake is worth $100,000 a year to me, am I happy to spend $100? Yes. $200? Yes. $5,000? Yes. Because I know that I'm going to make that money back. And so people are so scared about, you know, oh my God, I, I spent $200 and I only got two leads. Well, if two, those two leads are worth $100,000 each, uh, even if you convert 50% of those, you know, that's a lot of money that you're going to be making. So people need to stop thinking about how you know the micro and think about the macro you were giving me an example the other day of a client that you're working with who came to you who is making about 10 million a year and they want to they want to grow double their business they want to start making like you know and this happens i find people will come and they'll say i'm plateaued we've been at like three million a year we can't seem to figure out how to grow from here you know so uh and you like me looked at their lead flow and said well you guys are generating like what was it, 10,000 leads a month, but you're only selling 100 of them, right? Or five, what was it? 500, so they had nine. So they had 9,500 leads every month that were doing nothing, that were going nowhere, that there was no client journey identified. Therefore, those, those leads were burnt. Now they were spending about two and a quarter of a mil acquiring these leads, but they were only converting, I think it was 5% of that. And so 
I said, what are you doing with all of these other people? They said, we don't know what to do with them. Now, how many of the businesses have the same thing? They have they have great assets. Most businesses actually have all these assets. And this goes back into the, you know, seeing the hidden assets <laughs> story. I'll, I'll give you a quick example, actually. So one of my friends called me up and he said, he's a financial planner. He said, Johan, I need you to, I need your company to run Facebook ads for me. I said, okay, cool. We can do that for you. But before we do that, we need to do an audit of your business. I don't want to do an audit of my business. Did I just, just go get me some leads? Just set up leads. No other companies asked me to do an audit. I said, well, this is our process. Take it or leave it. Why? Because the people who do do the audit, guess what? They're our ideal clients because we then understand how to serve them. So by doing this audit, we find out that he's got a database of 12,000 people that he hasn't talked to in three years. And I'm like, well, I don't know if we need to go outside and get more leads. They're already here. He goes, I don't know what you mean. I said, give me these leads. I'm not even going to do a Facebook campaign. I'm going to do a direct mail campaign. He said, direct mail, isn't that from the 80s? I said, yes, it is. But trust me, it's going to work. Give me 1,000 of these people. Now, each client to him is worth $5,000 to $25,000 per conversion. Yeah. Uh, because he sells different insurances and this, things like that. So what we did was we did a direct mail campaign. What is a direct mail campaign? That's where you get a package in the mail. You can, it's a yellow envelope, you know, A4, and it's got your name handwritten on the, on the envelope, and you can feel that there's something inside. So these people would open up this envelope, and it would say, hey, your key man insurance has gone the way of the dinosaurs. And with the post-it notes pointing to a little dinosaur, there's a little dinosaur attached. Now, for those of you who are in Australia, you know, you can go down to Kmart and get these dinosaurs for $3 for 100 dinosaurs. For the other people who are listening who are international, guess what? You can go to Alibaba or any other online store and you'll find these things. And so that's the first piece of information that they get from us. The second week, if they haven't engaged with that letter, they get another one with another post-it note. Again, A4 envelope yellow confidential stamped across it, handwritten on it. And it says, are you gambling with your business's future? And it's got two dice on it. And then it gets their attention. Now people are calling up, taking the instructions inside the, inside the envelope. Third week, if they don't do it, they get a little, um, what was it? Uh, the magnifying glass. And it says, use this magnifying glass to read the fine print. And so they read the fine print. It says, we will save you 25% of your insurance policy, for example. And so by this time, we've got about an 18 to 20% conversion rate. People are calling and booking in to speak to one of their people. The fourth one that goes out is a postcard with the guy with binoculars saying, hey, we've been looking for you everywhere. Where are you? Just let us know you're alive. That's all we care about. Don't worry about calling us about your insurance. People get a laugh at this point. And so by the end of this process, we've got about 25% of them booked in. So he's calling up going, Johan, shut it down, shut it down. Whatever you're doing, shut it down. We can't take, we're at capacity now. I said, great. When do you want me to start this Facebook campaign for you? He said, ha, 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 funny. But the point is that only went out to 1,000 people. So lots of people think that you want to mass market to all these people. That went out to 1,000 people. You do 25% of 1,000 people. That's 250 booked appointments that they had from that campaign. It cost them less than $3,000 to get this campaign going. And so from those 250, his conversion rate's about 60 to 80%. 60 to 80% of that 250 multiplied by, let's say, 5,000 at the bottom end or 25,000 or pick 15,000. Let's just say 10, right? 10,000 is the average. How much money did he make by spending $3,000? Yeah, 
he made a lot of money. And so his company literally doubled just by using the strategy with the remaining of those 12,000 people that he had, who he had not talked to in so long. And, you know, I just interviewed one of my past clients um, a couple of days ago, and he turned his business into a multi-million dollar business, just marketing video uh, trainings to his existing list. So I remember the first 12 weeks of us working together, he was able to generate a quarter of a million in new income, which he's since grown over the years and has a lifestyle business. So I love that that whole, um, the lumpy mail campaign where you, we send something. And what's really great about that, if I can reiterate some points is, he knows his market, right? He's going after the CEOs, the leaders, the business decision makers, the people that buy the insurance for the corporations. So big ticket, buy insurance for your executives or you know, your income protection insurances and whatever. You know, They have these things that quite often are overlooked. So there may be a whole bunch of insurances that they don't have that they should have, which is in another income stream for him if he starts saying, do you know that there's a new thing called cyber insurance? And if you have a website, you should have cyber insurance covering your company because if you keep people's names in a database and that gets hacked, you're responsible, right? So um, there's a whole income stream that a lot of companies probably don't even know about, right? Then if he um, also goes out and says to them, you're paying too much for your insurance, did you know you can pay for some of your insurance using your 401k or super fund, for instance. So you're basically, you identified a, a key market executives, we'll say, to go back to your story. And then you know they're not gonna answer their emails. They're probably not even gonna get a lot of their emails. Like you gotta get through the gatekeeper. So you send them a package that's irresistible and books are really great for this too. If a secretary gets a book, so another great thing to do in, in a, like, you know, is, is all the things you don't, you know, insurance uh, <laughs> mistakes that executives make, right? And, yes, um, and then you would go, uh, your secretary is not going to throw a book away. She's going to pass it on or she's going to, and she's going to send something, you know, something that's got a dinosaur on it. She's going to pass that on, right? So you get through right. the gatekeepers and you get their, you, you get their curiosity going and then, uh, it's a follow-up thing and just not done through emails, which is why a lot of people are saying, gosh, nobody's reading my emails, right? So <laughs> well, we, we actually get them from the lumpy mail onto the email where we send them to a page where they watch a video and they understand it's two or three minutes where they go, oh, that's the person. Now they, they're subscribing. It's called a reverse squeeze page. Now they, they understand who you are and what value you're going to bring to them. Then they put in their details to get more information. Now they're in your system. Now they're going to get the information the way they want to get it. And so that's that's how we get them into the system. So tell me some other ninja tactics that you use. So you were telling me, like, for instance, you ended up buying a business last year. One of your suppliers, his partner yeah. became sick and he couldn't keep he couldn't run right. the business on his own anymore. You bought yeah. the business and you just recently sold it again. What did you do yeah. to build that up? Yeah. So we'd been supplying these guys for about five years. And over the last two years, I noticed that they stopped ordering from us. So I called him up and said, hey, Andrew, what's going on? Why are you not ordering from us anymore? Do you not like us? You know, nah, Because we do a lot of client customer service stuff. And so he said, no, no, it's not that, Johan. And he's one of my original clients from a long, long time ago. He said, my business partners actually got yeah, you know, terminally ill, and I've been trying to manage everything, and I can't, and so I don't know what to do. I said, "What are you going to do? You've built this business for 18 years. He goes, I'm going to shut it down, and I'm going to go get a job." I said, "Well, <clears throat> after 18 years, I'm sorry to tell you, you are unemployable because you can't work normal hours anymore." So anyway, so I called him up and I go, "Hey, look, 
you know, what are you going to do with the company? He said, I'm going to shut it down. I said, why don't I look at what, who you got on the books and see if we can come to an arrangement? So we go and I look at the books and these are some blue chip clients that he's had over the last 18 years. I'm like, what is going on? Um, I said, how about you organize some meetings and we'll go to some meetings together. Now I'm going to these meetings with him. He's introduced me as his new business partner. And the deals that we're closing are $200,000 deals, $300,000 deals. And his mind is just like, he's like, what is going on? He goes, the most I've ever sold anybody in these meetings or to these clients is, you know, $5,000 websites, $10,000 for all their marketing and this and that. He'd never seen deals go to 200, 300,000. And so I said, look, why don't I buy the business from you? And then, you know, over time we can work out how that works out. And he said, sure. And so I buy the business from him and he takes 100% of that money and he gives it to his business partner. Like how great a guy is that? Like, I'm like, what, you know, 18 years he's worked for it and he's given it all to him. So he comes and we start working together. And, you know, over the, over the last year, we built it up into something amazing. And then I said, look, it's all set up, all the foundations there. Do you want to buy it now? He said, yes. And so I, I didn't even sell it to him. I gave it to him. <laughs> So him and a couple of other guys. So that's what happened there. So yeah. you basically, you saw the opportunity. So I'd say probably not everybody, you're not going to want to buy everyone's business or take it over from them, but where people can get the most value from you is if they're a big company and they want to grow, they, they would get you in as a consultant. So you can see these opportunities, like, like looking at the client that wants to go from 10 million to 20 million. And you, you saw right away, there was this huge lazy asset, which was the leads they weren't converting, right? So let's talk about joint ventures. We've got a little bit more time. And I remember you said you wanted to share some really cool joint venture ninja tactics because oh, yeah. you did a lot of joint ventures, right? I love it. So I built all my businesses through joint ventures. Um, right from the first digital agency, I went to all the digital agencies that were around and I said, hey, um, I see that you're doing websites and that was our first product that we used to sell. I said, I can build them quicker, faster, cheaper and better looking, no offense, than the ones you're creating. How about I give you one website with us for free so that you can see how we work. And then after that, you have a fixed price and then you can sell it at this price and you can you know, charge as much as you want. And we gave them a really good deal. And so from that, we had 36 agencies who just became our lead funnels because they were just sending us leads all the time. We would build it, we would put their names on it and then they would get all the kudos, plus they would get the majority of the profit share. But what we would get was stable income so that we could grow the cash flow of the business and grow the, the teams that we had. And so that's that first digital agency that I talked about. Now, let me give you an example of a joint venture that one of the people in our business authorities community did. So she goes up to a gym. Now this gym is spending money on advertising and she's, she's been in the community. So she understands marketing and how real marketing works, not just, Hey, you know, here's a, whatever. So anyway, so she goes to them and goes, look, I understand that you're spending this money on advertising and marketing all the time. I would like to do some marketing for you. What I need is this is what I'm going to do. Here is my proposition. I want to print out 10,000 leaflets. Of, with this special offer on there, offering people a session at your gym for six months. So they can come for six months, unlimited use for $99. It's an irresistible offer, right? And here's the invoice from the printer. The printer has said it's going to cost $10,000 to print out these 20,000 flyers. So there was 20,000 flyers. So the gym goes, okay, cool. Yeah, sure. Here's the $10,000, get it printed and you do all the hard work. And she negotiated that she would get 
um, what was it, 20% of every new person that signed up through these leaflets. And they had a code on there, so they knew exactly who sent them. So anyway, so she takes these, these flyers, I call them leaflets, flyers, and goes to all the stores that sell gym gear, uh, gym um, clothing. You know, you think about it, but it's not, not Lululemon, but like Lululemon, right? Where you buy all your um, gym gear. So she's now gone to them and said, hey, I want to give you this voucher. That's $99 unlimited use at this amazing gym for your members. And I'm going to charge you $2 for each one of these things. But what you get to do is you get to charge people, give this voucher to them when they spend over $200. Now, the average transaction was $150. So the, the clothing store is now getting people to spend $50 more. And when they spend that $50, they're giving them one of these vouchers, which cost them $2. But now the gym is getting a lead from somebody who's buying gym clothes. Guess what? They need a gym, right? So they get to go and try out the gym. So now immediately, within two weeks, she's given out all 20,000 of these flyers, sold 20,000 of these flyers. How much money did she just make in that one little transaction? So she bought it. Well, I'll, I'll make it simple for you. She bought it for she bought it for ten thousand dollars for twenty thousand of these, and she sold it at two dollars a piece. Anyway, she made thirty thousand dollars profit just from doing that one little exercise. So thirty thousand in two weeks, not bad. Now, what's happened is those people over six months, and she set up a client journey for the people who are coming to the gym. Hey, you got one of the vouchers. Awesome. Let me show you how to maximize it so that you can get the best use out of the six months. You know, and it's. $99 free voucher. So anyway, so they come into, by the way, the, the people have not paid $99. They got a free voucher worth $99, just to be clear. So they come in, they're using the gym for free for six months. Guess what? It doesn't really cost the gym <laughs> you know, any money to have more people there because they have a few staff running around, but generally the gyms, people go, they do what they need to do. Now, after six months, they had a 20% conversion rate. 20% on 20,000. Now, some of those vouchers, they got lost. They, people didn't use them, but they had 20, they had 4,000 people sign up for the $200 for the year gym membership, which was a special offer. Now, $200, right, that they paid, multiply that by 4,000 people. That's $80,000 in commissions that she made, plus $800,000 for the gym. So the gym from spending $10,000 on these vouchers has now made $800,000 return on their investment and she made 80,000. I think it was 10% of what she sold, she made. So it was 80,000 that she made from this plus the $30,000. So she made $110,000 from about two weeks worth of work. If That's you could really tell- cool. That is super cool. But also the gym <laughs> is gonna rave about her. They're going to jump in on another one. She's now got a case study. She can take exactly. to another gym in another location and rinse and repeat, right? So, and in fact, even bring in other partners like health food stores, um, supplement companies, anybody who, who markets to people who are trying to get fit, right? Weight loss right. with hypnotherapists, you know, to stop smoking hypnotherapists, all this kind of stuff. So it, it's, it's actually pretty cool. And then she could actually add in some other ad campaigns. Like we're also gonna do a Facebook, you know, there's an upsell, like, do you want, do you want the entry level, which is we'll just promote your gym to the local? So where did the 20,000 distribution go? How did she get the 20,000 flyers out? She, she gave them to all of the stores, the clothing stores. 
Ah, okay. That was the distribution because she leveraged. So remember, I'm all about systemization and leverage. Mm -hmm. So she leveraged what they already had, which was customers coming through the door. She taught them how to maximize the transaction by saying, hey, instead of them spending $150, make them spend $200 and then they get this voucher, which is worth $99. So they're automatically making, saving $100, apparently. You know, that's how shopping works. And so they, were, they spent an extra $50. They paid two, the shop paid $2 for their voucher. But now they've got that, the value for the client was, hey, I got $100 free, six months of gym membership for free, which is an irresistible offer. Yeah. yeah, it's selling thin air and it's beautiful. It's, a, it's selling thin air in a way that it really uh, optimizes everyone at selling opportunities. So um, I, oh, I love we, that. We did a similar joint venture with a real estate company, a dentist, a BMW, and a yacht company. Now, think about those. Creating a partnership between those, those guys, why was it important? Because the real estate company was selling top market real estate, right? Um, the dentist wanted those people to come to his dental shop. The yacht company was giving away a free yacht cruise for the day for that person who buys the house or buys the car. And so why? Because they're sharing their ideal clients. They know who the ideal client is. The BMW, guess what? The person who buys that $80,000, dollars $200,000 car, they go and they get the free um, yacht. They get to go and look at some amazing mansions and you know, they get to <laughs> go and get their teeth cleaned or whatever with a top dentist who's award-winning, blah, 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 blah. But the point was they identified between them before th that they had the same client. And then they could, through one transaction, leverage that transaction and pass that client around, but create a great client experience. So that the client was just like, wow, I can't believe hey, I bought a house, plus I get to drive. Uh, by the way, with the BMW, it was a drive day. They could go and drive all the different BMWs and you know have an amazing experience. So that's what a drive day is. Then with the yacht, they get to take, invite some of their amazing friends out and go on the cruise. Guess what? Like-minded people, they all hang around together. So therefore, the people who'd come, there'd be 10 people on the cruise. Guess what? They'd book the yacht and say, hey, I've actually got 10 more friends I want to book. Hey, I've got 10 more friends. And so just that one little strategy has now allowed that business to, to grow. Yeah, totally. So that, that's I've got hundreds of stories and I could talk for hours, as I said at the start of this. I could talk to you for eight hours straight. But guess what? We're going to, we'll, we'll put together a special package for anyone who's listening who wants more insights into how to build, grow, and scale your business and how to leverage and systemize your business and use joint ventures to grow it exponentially. So, Sydney, I'm looking forward to when we do that. And yeah. And I think there's another book in that. I think we need to write another book in that. So, um. <laughs> for sure. So, um, awesome. Uh, well, Johan, thank you so much. And if anybody wants to uh, get access to our program and to all the, the gifts that Johan is going to be giving you, like, can we give them that case study that you just ran through? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and um, you just go to our millionairesacademy.com forward slash Johan, and the link will be here with where you get the video or where you hear. We're, we're creating this as a podcast as well. So, um, We'll have a link there for you. It's millionairesacademy.com slash J-O-H-A-N-N. -N, and we yeah. all 
I have to practice until we get his name right. Um, but the um, anyway, so we, we'll be happy to share a lot more of this. If you thought this was exciting, then uh, let us know. By listening to these beautiful interviews that you're doing, Sydney, people get one idea. And one idea could literally change the trajectory of their business, which then affects their livelihood, changes their lifestyle, changes their community. So thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, thank you for being a part of it. And uh, uh, I will, I'm sure we'll do another one because we've got plenty to, plenty to share. So, so your, um, your advice uh, as we, as we get into the windup is um, for people moving forward, what are the opportunities you see uh, coming forward? Like I saw an interview recently with um, Neil Patel and he was saying that he thought people need to be aware of the fact that there's going to be a lot more into artificial intelligence, a lot more driverless cars, uh, robotics replacing. Um, I saw a funny quote of the thing on Facebook the other day. They said, how is it that we can have robots now to flip burgers, but we still have to manually count the votes in the election? You know? <laughs> let's, let's, not, let's not go near that topic. Let's leave that topic alone. Yeah. So, so you're talking about the future. What I see in the future is, guess what? We have lived through the information age with the any information that you want it's out there that's created on youtube google etc if you do enough searching you will find the answer but people don't want to do that the next age is the experience age people just want hey i need more leads guess what call johan just get him in here get his team in here let's just get more leads they just want it done for you they want the experience so think about your business think about how you can give them that amazing experience because people have cash even though people think that there's a depression right now, there is not there. People have, are more affluent right now than they have ever been. And even though what's happened has happened, there is more money floating around in the system than there ever was. So think about the experience that you can give those people and craft your business so that you can create that amazing experience and then identify those ideal clients and only work with those ideal clients. Don't work with anybody else because they happen to pay you what you're worth. Oh, well, very cool. So thanks, Johan. And I hope you guys, you guys enjoyed the interview and we will wrap this up for now. But uh, if you loved Johan, let us know and we can always get him back. So uh, thank you. See you soon. I'll let you get back to the family and all the clients. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much, Sydney. A pleasure to be here. See you guys. Take care. Hi, this is Sydney. And thanks for listening to the show today. If you liked today's episode, please let us know. Hit the subscribe button so you can get updates on our new episodes. Leave us a comment or review. We love all of your feedback. Share the show with your friends and most importantly, come introduce yourself at our free online community at millionairestraining.org.